Hello. And what's good, danger? <laughs> I'm Sammy. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Drink Compatible. It's a podcast about blockbusters, booze, and best friends. And this is the seventh one. Uh, applaud us, I don't know. Yeah, we've done something. <laughs> yeah. Seven? Seven. It's a lot. You, yeah. you try it. Yeah, it's famous number. Seven Eleven. Seven up. Lucky number eleven. What? I, no one saw the movie. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hey. We have something to tell you. <laughs> what's up? In, in, indeed, what's up? What's up, Danger? We're watching Into the Spider Verse today. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's a Spider-Man movie about Spider-Man. I'm so glad you you added that in because what? Go on. Because what if it was a movie about spiders, like Arachnophobia or Eight Legged Freaks? Man, I mean, we should watch that for this podcast. Should we? It's got David Arquette in it. Which one? Uh, there's more. With arachnophobia or Eight Legged Freaks? Oh. <laughs> Is David Arquette and Eight-Legged Freaks? Uh, no. Yes. I'll get back to you on that They're when we watch that. For now, as we're watching <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I'll tell you all about how it was directed by Bob Fruschetti and Peter Ramsey. Of of, uh, of course, you all know Rise of the Guardians acclaim. And Rodney Rothman. Well, they know it now. Um. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that. I'm just going to leave that in there. That's fine. We can talk about Rise of the Guardians plenty uh, throughout this hour-long journey. Nah, I'll save it. I'll <laughs> save right. it maybe for that episode if we ever do that. I'd be fine with that. Um, this is starring Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Mahershala Ali. How did I st stumble on fucking Haley? <laughs> Hi, Haley out there. Sorry. <laughs> Avid listener of our show, Haley Steinfeld. Does anybody else see Jake Johnson and just think Jack Johnson? Okay. I do not. I can be the only one. That's fine. That's all right. I accept you. Uh, and starring others, because there is a pretty hefty cast and they're all fucking great. And like, yeah, fairly, Chris like, Pines is in there. Chris Pines there. John Mulaney is John in there. John Mulaney. Nicholas Cage. Boy, is he Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Um... Kimiko Glenn is, uh... Yes! Uh, other people? Again? Um, fuck, what's her name? She was, uh... It was Agatha all along. Oh my god! Yeah! She's, uh, um... Well, you'll see. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it's Liv. What? Really? <laughs> yeah! Oh my god, so good! <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to say she's typecast off of just two movies, but, like... She is killing it in both those roles. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just... Sometimes it suits you. Yeah. Sometimes you make the roles, you know? Sometimes. I don't make the roles. I just wear them. I don't... I want to do a... This is gonna, I'm so sorry, editing, Sam. You're going to have to do a lot of work on this one to make it good. I think part of the problem is that we're a little nervous because... um. <laughs> the drinking game that we chose for this particular night well okay so we're doing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse that's a newer movie Tw uh, 2018 mm -hmm. right came out 2018 
Um, to great critical acclaim. Won an Oscar, didn't it? Won an Oscar. Beat out a Disney Pixar film. Two of them. Two of them? Uh, oh, that's right. We uh, Incredibles that. 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, which, I mean... <laughs> blew him out of the water. Yeah. But... Should have won Best Picture. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the Oscars. It's already... Yeah, I know. Rigged and elitist and dumb. But, um, you know, we watch it anyways and uh, then get mad about it. Because what else we got to do? We got to watch Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And yeah, I, like like you're saying, part of, the, part of the jitters is probably because, well, to give you a basic summary of the movie, if you haven't seen it, it is about Miles Morales, who was a young, budding Spider-Man. Um, isn't he? <laughs> no, you're right. This is spider puberty. <laughs> this is, whoa, this is into the... I mean, he's in high school, yeah. He is in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is—he's going through spider puberty, and he's—he's he's, uh, being coached along the way by his spider mentor, uh, which is Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. played by Jake Johnson. And he's from the Spider Multiverse. He is one of the—he's one of the he's many one of the spiders of the Spider Multiverse. That's correct. And, and we he f- came a crawling through. Boy, did he! Well, sort of like getting. Yosh through. Yosh. Yosh. <laughs> but we thought, so we were thinking, like, usually when we make our drinks, we either, there will either be some thematic tie in or we'll, like, think about, like, a specific character. And the main character in this is, like, 13? Something like that. 14 or 15? It'd be kind of awkward to make a drinking game about a boy. Yeah, about a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought the better move. And just the more relatable move would be to make it um, a drink based on the disaster adult, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, and uh, come on. I mean, as we all know from, uh, well, watching this film, if you have out there, uh, he is, as you describe, a disaster. That dude totally, he's a man child. He totally never grew out of his uh, college phase. He's uh like a, I don't know. He's immature. It's great though, but um, the dude definitely has a beer gut. Definitely just drinks college beer, and he's he's really broke. He says so frequently. So, <laughs> frequently can definitely only afford like hams or Pabst or uh, God Bush. And oh. if he's drinking liquor, it's going to be bottom shelf. So. If we were going to get any sort of bottom shelf liquor, it had to be college party. Yeah. So that's that is why I went to the liquor store prior to this recording, went to the vodka section, looked down at the lowest shelf. I had to squat down because I haven't gone that low in quite some time. We're about to go lower today. We're about to go lower. Um, and I got Burnett's cherry flavored vodka. Um... I, the nicest thing about this one is that it is in a glass bottle. I could have got the plastic one. Oh, it is. Uh, I know. I was expecting something in plastic. I shelled out, but because I just I that one was for me. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Honestly, I was expecting something with like a like a cake on the front or like Fruit Loops flavor. You surprised me with what you were gonna get. I was. uh, We we did talk briefly about like a UV flavor at a time and like. Too many memories. Too many me- memories that are a little fuzzy. 
But um, we did decide that we were going to be doing shots to this one. Yeah, we've, we've wanted to do a shot-based drinking game for a while. Not that, like, there weren't a lot of very good ones, uh, very good drinking games out there. Drinkman.ca has a very good one. If you don't want to do shots and you do want to drink along, I will put the link in the Twitter post. Uh, yeah, and say what kind of drink you come up with. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we were like... we I mean, we we wanted to do a shot one, and we thought... It would be fun if we do a shot anytime someone glitches in this movie, which uh, if you haven't seen this movie, it'll it'll hold on just as a quick. Hey, hey, listen. does this count? Was what now? Does she count the Columbia Pictures lady? Oh, fuck me running. Because she, she glitches right in the beginning. We're almost there. <laughs> yes. Starting off strong. <laughs> this is a note that I meant to, to make at the beginning of every every one of these that i just keep forgetting to do uh this will be like a spoiler inclusive podcast we will be talking about shit that happens so you know if you if you don't if you want to avoid that watch the movie it'll it's on some services somewhere somewhere out there somewhere someone's got to have it and if not it says april will always says um i forget exactly but the main gist is like eh, spoilers ain't gonna ruin it it's how the movie does it you know, it's on how it affects you, which mm-hmm. is basically the entire reason that we have this. Um, yeah. So what was I going to say before this? Well, I don't know. I can't read your mind. I'm really <laughs> close not? to it, though. <laughs> oh, right. So people glitch in this movie, which is sort of like a cosmic seizure that the one character experiences. They have that filter on like Instagram and TikTok videos and stuff. That's right. So if you, if, you, if you see something that looks like a, a TikTok, take a shot. There you go. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be pretty obvious because they explain it and it's something that they reference in mm-hmm. the film um, itself. Uh, as to my memory, it only happens maybe six times. Mm-hmm. There's a couple collective ones that we're deciding to just take as one shot because if not, that'd be at least five. And I think that, yeah, no... We're trying to pare down. Mm-hmm. But so, it should be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. It's uh, this one. This is like a movie that I've never met a person who has something bad to say about it. Yeah, not at all. I remember uh, seeing this movie in theaters uh, a couple times. Honestly. Yeah, for it was sure. Beautiful. Needing to see it on the full screen. Mm-hmm. Take it all in a couple of times and like take everybody I know. This one, they came up with the idea for this before you had Spider-Man in the MCU in Civil War. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, we need to... Like, we haven't done anything with Spider-Man since The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so we should probably fix that. <laughs> and they did. And they knocked it out of the park. And then they wanted it to stand independent of the MCU, which is why... Maybe not why, but like, like the fact that it's a multiversal movie does help. Like, you can have the MCU and this as concurrent oh yeah actually the directors make note of that and um they say that uh while they didn't plan on making any other sequels or tie-ins or anything they did uh like in production of this we're like oh you know it's a pretty easy setup to make it a multi-series multi-part multi-franchise thing and uh that's kind of exactly what's going on with the success i think it made like but it was from it's like 90 million budget it made like 390 some million back in revenue i believe it yeah worldwide (laughs) like so sony immediately jumped on that 
and um, fair. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I can't wait. What we? Uh, it's uh like October seventh, 20... twenty. Was there like twenty two? That's cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the date. <laughs> Let's see, and oh god, oh, I thought I saw some other interesting fact about that. Like somebody who's supposed to be in it. I don't remember. We'll look it up and come back to you oh, at the midway. Um, oh. The Japanese Spider Man is supposed to be in it. Which. uh well, I don't have my phone on me, but he, he's got a name. <laughs> and, and it's, it's a boy's name, name too. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, yeah. um, it's uh, I can't wait for it. And we can talk a bunch more about the sequels and the the reasons why everyone loves it at the midway point, which I've, I've gone ahead and sort of pinpointed as 58 minutes and 44 seconds. Um, it'll be the shot where Peter B is lying down on the bus seat as... Uh, uh, Miles and Gwen finish chatting uh, on their way back from the sort of forest zone. The forest zone. I think they call uh, it New Jersey, but <laughs> or upstate. No, it's Green Hill. Uh, everybody played that level in Sonic. Shut up. Anyway, let's get glitching. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, fair enough. Let's no, hold on. Let me do another one. Let's swing into the film. Ooh, cuz he cuz he's he's sw- chairs. He <laughs> chairs. <laughs> Make a little intro for you. Hey. Hi. <laughs> okay. Let's do this one more time. <laughs> Um, so we are halfway through Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, we're at Aunt May's house, or we're about to knock on the door to Aunt May's house. We've met Peter B. Parker, the sort of washed-up hero of a different universe. We've met Spider-Gwen, um, the less washed-up, uh, hero of another universe. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I think arguably she'd be she's probably more the... washed up. Hygienically speaking, I think she washes a bit more than she's... that, Peter. Yeah. She's... Let's be honest. She's the freshest and clean clean of clean cleanest of the three. Mm, the cleanest of so the So fresh cats. and so clean clean. Uh <laughs> y- y'all ever heard of Outcast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so let's let's start where we usually do and talk about um what are our alcohol levels okay <laughs> i think we've had five shots we've had definitely four at least four we've had between four and, and six. so we realized our negligence in refining exactly the rules of this game um probably just for us because we you know, well, you start a thing and then you realize oh, I I didn't set boundaries yeah, as well as I thought I did. It's not just when glitch happens. We decided that this probably has to happen uh, as to uh, the rules have to apply when a glitch happens to a person. To a person who is already in this universe. Yes. So we did drink one to the Columbia woman. We did because she's in our hearts and minds at all times. Pour one out. Pour one out. Right into our mouths. And we did. Right into the mouths. <laughs> uh, we didn't drink one to the spider. However, we're Not holding out on that. We will take a, a, an in-memoriam sip at yes. the end of the movie. 
Um, but so far it's just for humans, which the majority have been Peter, which he's, you know, he, he does so. He's to illustrate the fact that it is a constant and then uh, make that uh, more apparent that it is, I don't know, uh, a dire chronic <laughs> illness yeah, or, or, i guess like he's afflicted constantly throughout this it almost be in a it, there are, i guess there's hey if any of my medical friends are, are listening to this this is this is this is sort of be the definition of an acute thing because i don't know um he will get into it in the second half of the movie and this might be this might be part of the <laughs> good 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 rise of the guardians um this might be part of, I don't know, a fanfic we read. I don't know how much it, it increases, what? right, throughout the... Does it increase throughout the film? Oh, or? that fanfic I sent you? Yeah. Oh, so like, in, in, in the actual text, does he, like, does does it ramp up? Yeah, yeah, it okay. ramps up. It ramps up. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna die, Ant-Man. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so he's got, yeah, this is... God, that was such but a good fic. It really was. Um, well, we'll link, I'll actually... I'm going to get around to actually linking the fics say, that we... I was going to say, is this going to happen, or is this just one of those bits that we do, this where is, we say we'll do things? That's... By the way, if you just call a broken promise a bit, it's a lot funnier in post. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I will be using that often. That is... Dog, that's a tattoo option. <laughs> But yes, no, I will. I'll get around to adding in the links, the, the links, the fan fiction notions that I've thrown out. Um, Anyways, back on track. Back to the spiders. Um, so yeah, we're 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 drunk. You could you could probably tell by now, but we're drunk. I can't feel my gums. Beautiful segue. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, we're taking shots. So yeah. yeah. Be careful, I guess, going into the next section of this. Yes. If you think you need a break, absolutely. We've about obliterated this one bottle of Burnett's cherry, which oh, is... I thought there were more shots in a fifth. Yeah. It is a fifth, is it not? Well, I mean, it must be, because... Like, the... Yeah, it's 750 ml. Fuck. And it's gluten-free. Oh, that's good. Bastards. For it's someone. Um, but yeah, so our alcohol levels are what I would call up there. Yes. Um, our interest levels, our love levels, our appreciation levels are even beyond that. Like, can we just go in to how glorious this movie is? Honestly, a game changer. I think, I hope that this has really set a precedence for animated films from here on out. This one takes itself seriously while still having fun with it absolutely yeah. it still appreciates the jokes um all of the comedy be it physical or in dialogue in just the writing um and we have to make mention of the fact that alex hirsch a famous creator of gravity falls was a part of the writing for this film mm -hmm. um 
I don't know the specific gags in which. But one can one can guess there was there was a joke about um, <laughs> when Miles was towing uh, Peter along in the graveyard that he, there was a, a a boy kidnapping a corpse or something and that felt like a Hearst joke. <laughs> yes, the whole uh, snowman head on yeah. uh, Peter's <laughs> body and dragging along the windshield. I love those. I don't. I don't care how Even- played out they are. <laughs> the just dragging along the slow drag, and then the snowman smile turns into a <laughs> frown for the rest of the gag. Even in like the like like we're talking about how seriously the movie takes itself. Like the moment when um, all of New York City is mourning like the death of Spider Man, they still oh, find God. a way to like pop in like not like it not it's not like necessarily like lightening the mood, but like jokes about like. Hey kid, no refunds on this mask. Or uh, I don't think he's talking to you specifically. I think it's more a general concept. Like those are little light moments to to. Honestly, like um, situation appropriate too. I mean, that stuff you can equate it even to uh, customer service when uh, somebody asks how much something is and you're not sure what it is. Oh well, then I guess it must be free. It's not necessarily funny to you and in moment, but like third party it's a chuckle yeah so like for like at a funeral at a situation like that like it's a chuckle yeah it's good they, they do gallows humor in a kids movie pretty well very well yeah <laughs> having been been to a couple of gallows like <laughs> they did that pretty well <laughs> the writing of this film really is phenomenal they uh do a really good job of um i think finding a voice for each character we were talking about how this peter uh peter b parker um is a really good uh bridge i guess for spider-man films that keep on uh being churned out however good they are like let it be said that i do love the new marvel Tom Holland, Spider-Man films. Such a good boy. Choice. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're done really well. But for anybody who is old enough to have lived through a couple generations worth of Spider-Man, like, it gets a little bit, uh, uh, old hat. Shitty. Shitty. <laughs> yeah, as you could say. You know, reliving it. I mean, we've all, like, we we all know the, the joy that was felt when the new Tom Holland films <sighs> did not start off with a Spider-Man puberty uh, sequence, essentially. You know, he already was realized within his powers. You, you, in that one, you fundamentally have, like, a fully realized Spider-Man for the most part. Like a Spider-Man, he, not a Spider-Boy. Exactly. He's got all, the, all he has to do is get the suit from Tony Stark, and that's about it. But he's already got, he's got his powers more or less under wraps. He's got, like, the... The basis of his spider webs and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, under this, wraps. Under oh my fucking god. <laughs> under web wraps. <laughs> and Spider B Parker is basically a, Spider an B ex- Parker. Wow. Accept you. So how many drinks are in? Enough. <laughs> Not even drinks. Shots. Shots. <laughs> um. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> B Parker. Uh, kind of the perfect. Uh, Cynic's take on the Spider-Man uh, franchise as a whole. He's tired of this. Uh, he uh, right from the get-go is so used to the 
what would you call that? The old song and dance of the Spider-Man routine. You know, he even they uh, in the scene where they are inf- infiltrating. Uh, what's that place called? Something Max? Fucking, I want to say Gigantamax, but I know that's it's Pokemon. super not Gigantamax. <laughs> it's something Max, though. It's it's something Max a, and Goofy. Antimax, um, Max and Goofy. Antimax might... Miralax. <laughs> uh. Super not Miralax. But you get the gist. You saw the... Hopefully, if uh, you're, you're watching the movie or... Hopefully you are watching the movie because God, I, let it be said, this is a movie to miss if you have not seen this. My God. This is one uh, I believe should be in everyone's repertoire. Yes, I think... Uh, we, were, we were chatting at dinner before this, but like I was saying that... The had had the Academy not had you know its bias against animated films. This should have been Best Picture. You said it in the beginning. Okay, part good. of this film, perfect. But I back you up again a second good. time. Yeah, <laughs> and now you and, guys know that we ate dinner, so <laughs> so you know and it was a burger uh, and fries <laughs> in uh, to commemorate this film because Peter B. Parker. So, which is to say that we are at this point in our you know sobriety level born in 1991 you're right (laughs) (laughs) i mean we're on a full stomach and that this Ah, is yes this is this is still the result but yeah i think peter b parker in this film is a perfect commentary on the spider-man franchise as a whole he is tired of the old song and dance of spider-man he's been through all of this when they are infiltrating the lab to get the uh data the goober the goober, the data for the new goober. Uh, he, you know, he's uh, miming along to live, telling, uh, monologuing, essentially to Kingpin exposition about what's happening and why and why they've got to do this. Also, a brilliant way to introduce exposition into a film. It's got to happen. Verbal exposition has got to happen at some point. This is brilliant. They do it so well in, in both in both Peter B. Parker sort of like being like, oh, this is the rote Spider-Man routine. And Miles Morales being like, oh, are you telling me you're from like a parallel universe where shit's like our universe, but a little bit different? Uh, like totally. just in little off off bits of dialogue that still like color in the universe, like in pretty bold strokes. Like and honestly, love how they um really don't detract from the characters. They uh embolden them in any or like yeah they just embolden them uh it's kind of the same way as when you're watching a zombie movie and the uh characters are like well what are these undead beings that are slowly walking towards us like they're they're zombies you can call them zombies we all know that they're zombies yeah like in this they're it's so self-aware and that really is overall of this home film is it being so self-aware of what is it doing or what yeah what is it doing what is it doing for the audience what is it saying for the franchise as a whole and how is it setting itself apart story-wise perfect very good like we're going to talk a lot about the sort of how how well they did um their characters on the sort of back end of this but i do want to just take a quick beat to 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 talk about how much i appreciate this take on the with great power comes great responsibility thing. Yes, 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 yes. Like um, that's a that's a line I think you correct me if I'm wrong, but like that was from the uh the original Toby Maguire movie. Like I don't know if that was like a, a comic thing. That was thing. beyond that. That was a comics thing. Okay. Well, 
Well, even so then, so it's like super established. It's like something that like, if you say that line, people will be like, ah, oh, Spider-Man. Like, we get it. Like, I don't think in any of the three recent like live action Spider-Mans, Spider-Men, Spider-Mans, Spider-Mans, um, Spider-Man. <laughs> in any of those, we don't like, oh yeah, I, I get it. It sort of makes sense the way a fortune cookie makes sense in that. You don't have to think about it too hey, much. Hey, okay, I listened to a whole podcast about the fortune cookies, so okay. you can't just say that. <laughs> Someone real writes all of those, so. So yeah, it makes about as much sense as a fortune cookie does. I wanna... Where sometimes there's intent, and sometimes there's the deadline and bullshit. Okay, you're gonna link me that podcast afterwards? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, wait, was that Roman Mars? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's Okay, shout out to Roman Mars. <laughs> it is. It is one of those... Um, like almost most iconic lines from like Western civilization, but like you don't rarely do we get like an explanation of like oh why why I don't know why why show you show your work in this philosophy yeah like, absolutely I'd agree with that that's it's kind of like to be or not to be yeah like where's the, the you hear that so often in comedy and serious the uh the weight of those words is lost. You know, it's like when people write songs about how I love you means nothing. Those three words. Well, you give them weight and they mean something. Yeah. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. That could mean something. Something on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> However. Is that the Twilight Zone? Yeah, that's Twilight Zone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that film. Um, but yeah, and this one, I love how they give that role with great power comes great responsibility. They give that role to inverse Peter Parker. Miles is Peter Parker. He plays the part, um, as I read, that wasn't my idea. He plays the part of Uncle Ben, which, I mean, that's, that's something is, uh, something that, that needs to be for a Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's nice that you have, you, you have, it's a fun sort of dynamic where you have several, but will eventually be uh, in the second half of this movie, several characters who already sort of get the gist of, yeah, yeah, great responsibility, power, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then you have Maz Morales, your, your, your hero of the story, uh, who's like, wait, wait, no, I don't get it though. Like, I, like, can you, I'm, I, this shit happened to me yesterday. I would still like a little bit of guidance on this. Like, it's, it's a, it's a really good student teacher dynamic of like why it's why it's important to like I don't know explain your values in yeah. a in a concise way to like the next generation. Yeah, and they this absolutely is... <laughs> pick that up for the theme of the entire film. I mean, um what is it? Is it in the beginning of this film where Miles is given the assignment to write an essay on the what is it? What's the Great uh, Expectations, was it? Great Expectations. That's the essay that he has to write. Great Expectations. Which is, you know, inherently just with great power comes great responsibility. Great Expectations. Like, what that? do you do with this? That is his uh, answer. Did you read Great Expectations? 
Did I read Great Expectations? Book. There's a book called Great Expectations. Okay, good, because me neither. There's it's <laughs> it's like I it's a it's every a every day Mark, and it is not that shit. Mark Twain. I don't know. It's one Sorry, of Sorry, Mark, for calling yourself shit. <laughs> I've never heard. But I'm from Missouri, so <laughs> so was he. he did exactly. Whole- <laughs> That's why I could call him out. Okay. Anyway, neither of us have read Great Expectations. <laughs> um, but. That doesn't matter, because the point of it all is, is that with great power comes great responsibility. And this entire film is essentially like a call out to that. They, every single character is called into question by that line. Every single character, Kingpin, Liv, Miles, Peter, you know, and it it, it comes down to the, you are what you make of your situation you know you are in control of the power that you have and i mean that goes in line with the the line from this film that anyone is a spider-man yeah anyone Anyone can can be spider-man anyone could wear the mask anyone you know we all have this responsibility we all have a power mj even says so we all have our own power it's just how we choose to use it what we choose to do with it even if it only impacts ourselves and that's kind of beautiful i agree (laughs) (laughs) and this film is kind of brilliant and we didn't even touch on all the technicalities we're We're pretty much just wax poetic (laughs) we're only halfway let me let me just do a quick rapid fire of the technical aspects that i thought were really cool yes i think it's really cool that they make a lot of references to the sam raimi films i think it's really cool that peter and miles have a different frame rate in the forest moments to show their different levels of expertise Mm -hmm. as being spider-man i think it's really cool that the text box is so to talk to miles um i think the prowler's noise is pretty cool and i like that this movie's vibrant as fuck oh my god the color the lighting phenomenal we came from a dark ages of films let's just say it i mean everybody like their whole criticism of spider-man versus batman was it's dark yeah i know it's no 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 no. it's literally too dark wait who versus batman who cares (laughs) i would watch the fuck out of spider-man versus batman that's a good mashup (laughs) oh my god that would be so sweet it would be okay 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 but like batman beyond and spider-man that could fuck. Yeah, yeah. Give, Terry McGinnis and, and not, I guess, versus at the outset versus yeah, Miles Morales. Versus, like they'd be best friends. Is, exactly. Versus is. Uh, oh my god, that's it. Hey, anyway, we're gonna go call Marvel and DC after this. Hello, DreamWorks. They're not the. Yes, I'd like an extension. You know the one. Just gonna give us more Shrek movies. I'm on. I'm on hold. This <laughs> girl from Ipanema. <laughs> what was I doing? I was in. Feels so good, Chuck Mangione. Also, the fact that you can feel this movie every single time you look, the texture of this film. This was one that. Um, but this is one that I remember feeling very anxious, but also very excited to show my dad. Yeah, no, I, I likewise, I showed it to my parents and I was like, I don't know how you guys are going to take this, but like they loved it as well. Yes. Yeah. One that it was like, you better love this or I, I'm, I'm going to 
I, somehow I'm I'll child write you out. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope the family will. Yeah, they just did the look of this film very well. Uh, I'm probably pretty biased because I always look for the moments in an animated film where I can see or where I can imagine I see a reference to the storyboarding or the concept art. Those are always my favorite things to spot in a film. I'm somebody who's looked up or as anybody who's seen the concept art of anything that's being boosted on social media. Sometimes it can be kind of frustrating when you don't see that in the final production. Um, I do have the art book, so I do have a couple uh, references to scenes that are actually almost like shot for shot. But uh, can I make mention of all the shots with Kingpin? My God, Um, one of the rules for the standard uh, liquor cocktail uh, drink of this game uh, is to take a drink whenever there is a split screen situation. And I would almost count a couple of the uh, scenes that feature Kingpin talking with, um, well, whoever he's speaking with. There's a couple uh, I can think of where he's talking to Liv, where Kingpin will take up an entire half of the screen. And he's wearing a black suit, and he's a ginormous figure. And so he will take up a complete half of the screen and just his head is shown um, and animated to be talking while Liv is surrounded by a white backdrop, is wearing a white lab coat. And then it is only her skin and hair that is uh, any uh, provides any of the color uh, to her side of the shot. And I would almost count that as split screen. That is such a dynamic uh, uh, difference from left to right of the screen. It really is brilliant, brilliant staging. I have to. I want to. I want to go back after we finish the movie and rewatch those <laughs> scenes because I didn't catch that at all. That's oh, cool. God, it, 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 it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Kingpin and himself. We will go into this much more into the last half um, if we do have time. But the <laughs> design of Kingpin in this film, I think, is one of my favorites. It. Uh, I love any super story that features a well-made uh villain uh or character in on any uh, end of the spectrum um who is non-powered mm-hmm. uh and they do such a good job with kingpin they do such a good job as far as you know all he's got is his super large body yeah he's large and pointing um um I, I, I guess I don't I, I never thought of him as like a non-powered entity just because of his his big smash because of his mass because of his mass and also hey real real just aside there is a lot of like fat jokes about Peter Parker that are less um fun yeah yeah let's that's- <laughs> go um so that's probably the only criticism I think. yeah I, I don't have any others other than that but like it is 
a running gag, a running enough gag that I'm like, ah, you could have cut down on like half of these and still like gotten the, the point across. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody out there watching this, don't take it to heart. Uh, that's just Hollywood being Hollywood. Um, and they know nothing. Peter B. Parker is in fantastic muscular, sh- you know, like shape. He's Peter doing B- all his Spider-Man shit, clearly. <laughs> Peter B. Parker is in fantastic shape, and whatever shape that may be is the shape that suits him. So, F off Hollywood. You don't have to be perfectly skinny to be fucking ripped. Yeah. And he can still swing from trees, which I can't do, and I work out, like, three to four times a week. Ditto. So... <laughs> and I've tried. Have you? A little bit sometimes if I'm, <laughs> if I'm okay if you've seen that if if you're jogging along a trail and there's a branch you can sort of just like if i'm jogging along the trail and i see a shadow above me i'll know it's sammy <laughs> swinging from tree to spider tree spider sam spider sam scaring shit out of squirrels that happened that's real i will talk about that on twitter you can't i almost like kicked a, a squirrel he was in my way. Not on purpose, but like he was like, this is, this is going to be weird podcast audio, but all right. <laughs> I was jogging. There was a squirrel in the road and he did that sort of squirrel thing of like, oh fuck, which way do I go? Um, and then he like darted off to the side. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I can keep jogging. And he's like, no, 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 no I'm going to go back the other way. And I'm like, no, fuck, don't. And then I did that no. sort of, I did the, <laughs> I did the one of, one of those little things yeah 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 the fucking scooby-doo bongo moments and luckily only luck and no coordination there i did not kick the squirrel but like it was dire i was like fuck dog don't do that fuck squirrel yeah yeah i would have seen the dog coming (laughs) probably (laughs) all right well hopefully some of this was listenable (laughs) editor sammy that's up to you to decide yeah take this apart and put it back together in the best yeah. of ways. Now we will either see you after the movie, or if this goes the way that it's continuing to go, in another dimension. In another dimension. This might be our our, our first example of of the morning after hangover cut for the final. <laughs> we'll see. I love you. Um, see you in a bit. Okay, let's do this one more time. So you might notice. We don't sound supremely fucked up right now. Yeah, we're doing a lot better. Yeah, because because we got so fucked up during the course of the movie that we thought it would be better to record the next day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was like six or so shots. Yeah. Also, totally did lose count. Oh, for sure. Like... Yeah, there was a lot of glitches that happened in that sort of last half. In the alleyway, um, when Peter and Miles are first talking uh, right outside of Aaron's apartment, I noticed in this one, that he took, uh, Miles uh, took Peter B. Parker back to Aaron's apartment uh, to uh, uh, interrogate him, tied him up to the boxing sandbag what do you call those i think it's sandbags right isn't it sure uh, yeah, yeah i'll go with it <laughs> yeah uh peter glitches like three times in the alleyway so right there it's just one after another god yeah 
regardless, hello, it is the next day. It is a beautiful, sunny mid-afternoon. Mm-hmm. We are here to talk to you. Yes. And we were, I was, a little hungover. I was, I was solidly hungover. But now we're, like, day drinking a little bit, so. Yeah, hair of the dog. What's going <laughs> wrong? Yeah. It's, it is drink compatible, so we're doing it for the podcast and not because we have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Yep. <laughs> I'll drink to that! <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> Where are they gonna get, like, several more subscribers or, like, an intervention? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna get out. Somebody's gonna make a counter podcast that's <laughs> let's, not drinking with friends yeah. perhaps dink compatible dink compatible <laughs> get these kids on an aa plan <laughs> <laughs> we're fine mom it's fine <laughs> well let's leap into it let's swing into it even. let's take a leap of faith <laughs> uh, fuck that's good <laughs> um so in the middle bit and our memory's a bit fuzzy. My memory's a bit fuzzy, anyway. Hopefully we talked a lot about um, all the technicalities. Yeah, all uh, all the arts and, and what have you. Yeah, gorgeous movie. Fucking um, great. Across the board, and really, I think the thing that brings it home uh, for me is the character uh, performance mm-hmm. in this whole, whole film. Um, the writing, the character writing... They did such a good job. And they had a lot of characters to handle, honestly. Like, that's a lot of characters to juggle. It was impressive, actually. Yeah, like, it's... It's a feat, you know, making them all their own. uh, Giving them all a voice. They gave all of them their unique personalities. um, And really made them stand out apart from one another. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, you barely know anything about most of the Spider-Mans. And... They do a really good job of uh, making them each individual and memorable. Uh, Spider-Man's aunt. uh, Oh my god, Aunt May. Aunt May. (laughs) Peter Parker's uh, Aunt May uh, becomes really um, just her own. Uh, I love the bit they stick in there also about her knowing uh, Liv, her knowing Doc Ock. That's fantastic. (laughs) What a completely unnecessary, but just like little gift, like an aside. I remember that that was um, when, I, like, I did a bunch of like schooling um, overseas, and they came to visit me at one point. Uh, uh, Kelsey did, and we in that time, Spider Verse had come out, and the first thing we both wanted to talk about was, <laughs> oh great, it's Liv. <laughs> ah, so good. <laughs> Oh great, it's live. Oh, I love. Oh, I love that they know each other. I know. I, I <sighs> maybe they'll expand on that in the next bite of wrist, but maybe not. We don't need to. I'll, I'm here for whatever they give me. <laughs> I need. I need them to still be in contact. You know, like still actually actively be the, this kind of like frenemies. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, now that's the relationship I'm here for. Frenemies, yeah. <sighs> Enemies to friends. Well, uh, just like just friends. You know, <laughs> not really. Yeah, maybe like neighbors that get on each other's nerves every I, now and then. What I, if they are. They, oh they could be neighbors. Could be. I was... Oh my god, they were neighbors. I was thinking more like they were in a book club, maybe, and it was sort of an antagonistic relationship. Aunt May's not in a book club. Aunt May would kill a book club. Maybe that's why. Oh my god, what if Aunt May's the bad guy of the book club? Ah! <laughs> 
what what if Liv was trying to have just a nice yes. mo moment where they read I don't know great expectations uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Elton May's like I've read this <laughs> this sucks why am I even in this book yeah. club everybody come over here we're going to poetry hour yeah oh my god at really the cafe <laughs> absolutely we're going to sit in silence listen to some poetry and drink our lattes and then she just like leaves yeah out the back door she's like this is bullshit. <laughs> i've got some what humanitarian efforts to get back to Probably. and lives like god damn it this is the only thing i live for outside of <laughs> outside you know of working on quantum stuff. physics and theory and you know ruining kids lives she's gotta have a hobby do you think she can read multiple books with the arms Ooh. Well, like, I'm well, sure she can hold multiple books with them. Reading them is another thing entirely. I believe. I believe she can do that. I believe that. Doc Ock, also, they do such a great job with her. And, I mean, this movie, the ease of the, uh, I guess, the premise of this movie being an alternate reality, like... That's a really easy way to not have to make or to, you know, like have the excuse of like it be okay. <laughs> um having a movie based in an alternate reality uh is a great uh kind of excuse to give anybody who might be dissatisfied with how a character is played. You know, Doc Ock is... She isn't your typical Doc Ock. She's a woman, for one thing. They make note of that also, reassessing my personal biases. Yeah. <laughs> or you can make anybody any anything. Anyone can, be the, can wear the mask or the tentacles. Oh, anyone can wear the tentacles. <laughs> I want that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's going right next to my Hago sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> um Ugh. yeah like i mean it would probably be a pretty good time to talk about race like that was one of my like maybe not definitely not first first experiences with spider-man but like one of the things that i think about often is a fight i got into with someone uh about like uh the there is their insistence that no spider-man can't be can't be black he's got to be it's got to be a white character. I got because I gotta be able to identify with him, and like this movie sort of shits on that several different ways. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Um, I think yeah, like we we reassess your personal biases, man. What a great line, also <laughs> reassessing my personal biases. Yeah, um, the whole shtick with Spider-Man is um, great power comes with great responsibility, and they ex like we've we've seen that played out um several times with um uncle ben dying peter um great power comes great responsibility <laughs> come on oh if only somebody told tony that oh my god <laughs> yeah um we will we'll we'll have another episode where we just roast the shit out of tony stark but um in this one, like the we don't have Uncle Ben. We have I mean, like beside for like a, a few quick shots, but we have Uncle Aaron. Uncle, you have Uncle Aaron. You have um, Jeff Jefferson, 
the dad, and you have Peter B. Parker sort of uh, mm-hmm. comprising his sort of three uncles Ben. Yes. Um, uncles Ben. <laughs> but like the, um, even before, I think even before he gets bitten by the spider, they sort of, well, maybe just around the time um, he gets bit by a spider, um, the, the responsibility and the power that Miles is dealing with isn't superhero shit. It's, hey, I'm going to like a really good school that's going to be a great opportunity for me. And it's scary, but uh, as his mom says, our family doesn't run from fights, or, or just, our family doesn't run. Our family doesn't run from yeah. things. The the immigrant struggle of... I don't know, actually, I don't know if immigrant necessarily, but let, certainly the person of color struggle of, well, this is, this is, we can't shirk away from this opportunity, like, any, any chance to get ahead or even do, do the same thing as, like, your white counterpart, stay at that same level, it's a, it's a, uh, a struggle, and I feel like that is, that is never swept under the rug at any point throughout the movie. Yeah, not at all, and I think the uh, way that they trade off the, uh, uh, with great power with uh great expectations i mean right off the bat um he is yeah given or you are uh uh, given the notion that he completely understands that he's got you know great responsibility with this great you know with all these great opportunities he has Mm -hmm. um it's not that he doesn't understand that he has a lot on his plate um and that he really needs to uh uh, be careful handling it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then he just gets this Spider-Man power on top of everything. That's just adding one more thing to the mix. Like yeah. you said, his schooling is already taking over his life. The great expectations uh, uh, theme that he has going for him is really more of a, uh, like an appreciation of that struggle. Yeah. Yeah, at no point, like, we, we as as a as a sort of wake up hangover movie we watched spider-man far from home great movie great movie but like you can you can fundamentally see the different um difference in maybe personal struggle like peter parker in this is um sort of doesn't want to be Mm -hmm. spider-man a a good number of points um granted he's been spider-man a little bit longer but still like um in spider-verse um the scene where they're all in his dorm room. His dorm room. Yeah. Um, and he's like, uh, well, you guys have to get back to your homes. I'll, I will be the one to turn off the, I'll yeah. put the goober into the thing. Uh, like no question. Um, like he's already, he's right there. He's ready to do the hero shit. Yeah. He just can't, you know, do the hero shit in the sort of physical sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of more of like a call to action of, uh, uh, keeping his momentum going, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all concerned about him uh, being able to uh, keep up, essentially, uh, and wield his power, um, not thinking that he doesn't have the heart for it, but just that he might not have the capability for it mm-hmm. in that moment. And... um, Yeah, I think that is a good parallel on that uh, great responsibility. He's he's got plenty of that. He yeah. just it's what he expects from himself. Yeah, it's, it's the great power that's It's over. meeting that. It's facing that, mm-hmm. rising to the challenge, you know. Or falling to it. Yeah. Oh, it's that danger. 
I, so good. <laughs> the music in this fucking movie. We do. We didn't talk about that in the middle parts so much, but I do want to talk about the music. For yeah, a little, little bit. aside. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant music and sound design. I love that whole house fight. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> that was so fun to listen to. Oh my god, especially in theaters. Like, I don't know if like if they'll ever do a re-release. Oh, they might do. Um, before, in theaters, but, yeah. Before they, I think they did last uh, summer actually oh, shit, for a nice. uh, pandemic, which was kind of ironical. But, huh. uh, but yeah, if they if they do do it again, or like if you can rent out a private theater and you can watch Spider Verse in theaters, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, uh, and I would definitely <laughs> recommend it on IMAX. Oh Not my that I'd god, I've seen it on that, but I would if given the chance. That would kick ass. Are you kidding me? I'd see it on the biggest screen I could. Mm-hmm. Key erased. With the biggest uh, sound setup. And the biggest friends. And the biggest friends. <laughs> I'm coming for you guys. <laughs> we all get vaxxed. <laughs> um, side note, go get vaxxed. Yeah, just get vaxxed. <laughs> hey, yeah, from from us to you, just get vaxxed. Who's it gonna hurt? No. And on that note... <laughs> Swinging right back into the film. I am glad you brought up the the point about um, everyone else hoping for uh, Miles to uh, be able to, well, do the job. Um, because I think that is a, a a big theme of this movie is like hope in and hope and faith in other people. Yeah, um, yeah, and it pays off so fucking well. I love that. <laughs> God, everybody is. You know, reliable in their, in their own sense. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Spidersmans um, have a lot of hope in Miles. That's evident. Uh, that is basically most of Peter B's story. Like, he's also got to, like, learn to have faith in himself, too. As, yeah. As, a, as like, a, the final thing. But, like, having faith in other people. Oh, his... I, I think... I don't even think that's the final thing. I think that's the whole thing. I mean, um, having faith in himself he in the very like in the alleyway scene when you're talking about it he says and this is why i don't have kids like he doesn't yeah. even like he doesn't <laughs> think he is capable of even like well he doesn't think he's capable of handling any relationship let's no, face it yeah. he got divorced he doesn't think he's capable and handle it like a champ handle it like a fucking champ doesn't think he's capable of uh, handling kids uh-huh you know did that perfectly well so maybe that maybe the 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 moral is like the morale. The mor. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, maybe the moral is is that uh, having faith in yourself is uh, having faith in yourself and having faith in other people are the same thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> it can be. I think it ties back in with the great expectations, you know, mm-hmm. the great expectations in yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. It's everybody has their own, right? That they kind of uh, struggle with or need to realize, self-actualize. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Other examples of, of people having uh, just strong, like, hope and faith in each other. Aunt May, we talked about, but like she was, she was always waiting for Miles to come back to pick up a new I suit. I do love that. What a She's sweet like, scene. What took you so long? I even though, like, <laughs> I, even though I do have to say, when people say that to me, I'm like, shovel. Yeah. That's a long damn time. You know what? I'm just gonna leave again. I came just from Brooklyn, May. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Queens. What did you Takes do? a while. Okay. Also, can we talk a really quick? Another aside. 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 
Um, how Peter is like we are. We already mentioned how he is just tired of the whole uh, shtick of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the nonsense that goes along with it. Um, I fucking love that he's like, no, we're not swinging to this lab. Are you kidding me? We're not going to waste our energy. I'm taking the bus. We got to save it. My legs and get tired by the time we get over there. Brilliant. Smart. Very good. <laughs> what could be seen as lazy? I think. Pretty smart. Work smarter, not Pretty. harder. Exactly. <laughs> I was... God. That whole sequence is just phenomenal. It's so good. And, like, going to the lab scene, um, uh, into that building, we get a lot of really good Kingpin moments. A lot of brilliant Kingpin visuals. He is quite possibly my favorite character in that movie kingpin dude his character design is brilliant and it's subtle it's 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 gorgeous Uh he takes up the entire screen a couple of times and it's so well done um when he's arguing with Liv in the labs uh that is a stark uh screen divide Uh oh it's so beautiful (laughs) it's so well done his entirely black just mass uh-huh. uh against her uh like white background white lab coat mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's beautiful and they do a really good job with kingpin i think they do he is a fantastic villain in this i'm always a sucker for a uh super villain that is essentially powerless um not um given any sort of like superpowers. I don't believe Kingpin has anything like that. Uh, I, I've never really looked too far into his shit. I think he, at most, he, he's just a strong boy. Right. Like I don't remember if that's like an augmented thing or whatnot. He he's just, right? <laughs> protein. Dude, just, he's just on the protein. <laughs> I, Moira, I'm on I, the protein. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I do, like, that was a really strong moment also when he killed Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Damn. You could feel that. Um, but they make him a, uh, I think with the villain characters in this um they do a really good job of helping you understand their reasoning um without making it really confusing for audiences i don't know like how many times i've seen a superhero movie where partway through it i'm like yeah but who am i supposed to be rooting for yeah you're making your superhero you're making your uh main character so unsympathetic yeah that i really could care less whether or not they do what they want or get what's coming to them. And you're making your villain character, honestly, like, have way too many good points. Like, I'm, I'm behind them. But enough about point. Tony Stark. Yeah, my God. We absolutely want to do, like, a like a uh, one of these Avenger things where they where that's the struggle is is where the villain has much better points than the heroes but um but yeah i i i like the simplicity of kingpin's um story writing like we we get why he's doing what he's doing um and there's no i i don't i never found there to be a moment where there was like oh this is wasted dialogue like i get it already like every every moment i'm like yeah this advances the 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 story i get why he's doing his thing i still don't think he's right in doing it but like like he's for sure the villain, but like oh, yeah. his motivations are like yeah, anyone would 
if it, it, anybody would want given, their family back that much. Yeah, given the resources and like uh, the opportunity, yeah. Right, it's understandable that somebody, you know, that some people would go to those links. Mm. It's also understandable why people would definitely want to stop those people yeah. from <laughs> taking out all of Brooklyn. Staten Island, maybe. <laughs> I love that's that little side. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that line. Uh, <laughs> that's a little quip that goes by really, really fast in the beginning yeah. of the movie. Uh, uh, Miles' world. Peter A. Parker. Yeah, yeah that's what they... End up calling him Peter A. Parker to uh, Goblin, Green Goblin. Isn't she just the sweetest? Jesus Christ. This is... This is uh, Kelsey's kitty corner. Yeah, we... Um, <laughs> we got, we got a, <laughs> it's right next to the kaiju corner. It's right next to the kaiju corner. We could real quick talk about... Excuse me. I, I wanted to make a running bit of... Could we find a, a Jaeger or a kaiju? Yeah, and yeah, we that's found right. Both. We've got... Um, Penny Parker. Penny Parker, who's got a kaiju for sure. No, uh, Jaeger. What? A, yeah, 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 Jaeger. Okay. <laughs> I was like, she's. I, you can even say it was a, a Jaeger proper, like drift uh, Pacific Rim, because yeah, she drifts drift with a spider. She fucking does. <laughs> and then, it, and then the suit dies. And then the suit dies. That was very sad. That was almost <laughs> uncalled for. You have you have Nicolas Cage and John Mulaney just mourning next to her, and and I was sitting in the theater like this is a kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, so was Lame Before Time. So was all right. All dogs go to heaven. Some most dogs go to heaven. Most dogs go to heaven. <laughs> Jazzy, I don't think ever made it. I think no. she shot right beyond heaven. True. There is a plane of existence that exists above heaven, and Jazzy's there. I, it's a Thor Ragnarok, I think. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. She's Asgard. <laughs> um, but also in All Dogs Go to Heaven, some famously go to hell. One. One. At least one. One. Go to one hell. is enough to disprove the thesis statement of the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But this isn't a podcast about me griping about Don Bluth Mil Milms? Milms. Films. That's next episode. <laughs> Maybe. Debatable. Uh, We've done a couple cartoons in a row. Yeah, yeah, a bit. What was the last one? Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove was absolutely a cartoon. Yeah. That was. I'm pretty sure that was pretty animated. Got fucked up, but not that fucked up. <laughs> wow. Um, but no, this movie, speaking of like character deaths, does not shy away from those like heavy moments. Not at all. Like the... Um, well, let's talk about the Aaron death scene. Yeah, let's talk that about was, it. I, I, there was a recent Twitter uh, thread by one of the animators who worked on the film. Um, asked like they they asked him um, what was the most difficult scene to shoot, um, um, and he answered with that one. Not there were other more like technically difficult ones, but like that one was emotionally. Like, yeah, like the the toll of having to like come in every day and work on that. Um, Especially because I think he had just recently lost his father. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, um, like it was a thing he had to like draw on every day and just, um, and then I'm in the theater crying and then. <laughs> but experience. <laughs> yeah, God, that was um, the, the that was of a couple moments like one of his Uncle Ben moments. Yeah, yeah, that was that was you know the reframed. Uh, Uncle Ben moment, but again, uh, he uh, goes in. What does he say? It's you're on your way. It. Yeah, you're on your way. Like you're the best of his miles. You're the best of us. Ah! <laughs> oh, again, I love that. with the with the the ideas of like 
hope in other people and and momentum like you were talking about like there's not it's not necessarily like a, a call to action just like a c- continuation yeah i think um this movie uh this spider-man uh it's interesting that they do this uh in the first uh of a in the first movie of spider-man series essentially mm-hmm. it is now anyways uh, going to be yay but um that it is uh, an acknowledgement of like, hey, I know you're tired of doing this again and again. Yeah. I know you're tired of always like facing, you know, these challenges of, of taking what's being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. But like, you got to do it again, and you're doing it so well. And this, regardless of what path you choose in life, you, it's that is life. Yeah, facing these struggles, and it's really beautiful i think of the characters or of them to write that into the characters acknowledging that mm-hmm. and um uh god that aaron death scene is really well done i do love how uh they have his dad uh, jeff find him as well yeah. and get to properly mourn uh his brother um they Again, like with the amount of story that they give each character, they, you know, you don't have a lot of time in a movie to really explore all of these characters, um, but they do, they do, they do them justice. Yeah. They do so well with them. I mean, you know, vaguely through a couple of shots, a couple of second long scenes mm-hmm. that uh, Jeff and Aaron's the dad and the uncle, um, their relationship is strained. Um, and they bring it home. They, they completely, uh, uh, tie off that, uh, subplot. Yeah. You know, especially in the, in the scene following the death scene where, um, Jeff is talking to miles through the door. Well, miles is all tied up and whatnot, but, um, where Jeff realizes that he, for whatever reason, I don't, think we, I don't think we ever got specifics, nor did we need them, but, uh, like, he do, he didn't want the cycle of um, uh, estrangement from yes. family to continue with him and Miles. Yeah. Um, so he was like, like, he learned from that, from finding his brother's dead corpse, uh, uh, um, that, like, hey, I need to, I, like, I need to stop this here. Mm-hmm. Like, we got growth from that, um, and yeah. see it paid off. Definitely, and you're never led to believe that he's not an emotional um, man mm-hmm. or uh, competent in that area, which, again, I really appreciate. We God, have yeah. enough of just plain old, like, characters being shitty for no reason. Um, and so that was, like, a really believable scene to me. Yeah, yeah. And the parallel between, like you were saying earlier, um, had Miles and his dad... Uh, talking through the door and then mm-hmm. the spidersmen's uh waiting outside the window when Peter is talking to Miles uh just listening in on the conversation and like that that hope there yeah that like one Oh, I there. didn't even think about that as a parallel. I like that. Parallel with parallel universes. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's very good. Probably his dad and his uncle were um uh 
Well, they're probably on like, well, they were definitely on opposite sides of the law. So sure. they did a lot of like easy um, uh, storytelling mm-hmm. to show their uh, strained relationship. Yeah. Um, speaking of the law, do we want to talk a little bit about copaganda? Yeah, we should probably go in on that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many children's movies you guys watch. Copaganda obviously is everywhere within media. Uh huh. Um, which is which is uh, excuse me, positive portrayal of law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, copaganda. Yeah. Um, just to clarify. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, it's something that, I don't know, I've noticed, uh, definitely in children's movie is, like, more upsetting to me, uh, the, uh, propaganda and how, um, in a lot of children's movies, there is just overt amounts of it, um, almost like an unnecessary, uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna say it's all unnecessary if it's propaganda, but, um, an unnecessary amount to, of effort to make a cop a main character, make a cop a character within the movie. Obviously, mm-hmm. a positive, uh, a good character in a movie. I, it, it's it's ridiculous at this point. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody out there has uh, forced themselves to see the Sonic movie. Hey, it's fun. It's not good. I, I thought it's it was not all right. Good. It's fun. <laughs> it doesn't need to be good. As but long again, as, yeah. it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, like. Why, why, why team him up with a cop? Let's mix that. That is quick. Hi, welcome to our like TED talk. But like, there is like a trend in like movie and TVs where they'll, where they'll take a entirely unrelated character and put pair them up with a cop to make yeah. them grounded. I don't know. Sonic the Hedgehog okay, works with a cop. It's not to make them grounded. It's to it's 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 this fucking running theme, and they don't do it in this movie, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But. It's the whole, um, uh, that's the only way they know how to let these, they, that's the only way they know how to write these characters, getting away with everything, which yeah. is fucking ridiculous. I mean, the, the, what, the, the <laughs> which characters, the that, cops or the, 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 um, main character, like, oh, yeah. okay, let's just, let's reference this, uh, let's keep referencing the Sonic movie, uh, <laughs> for our example. Um, how do they... Let uh, how how do they write Sonic getting away with everything in this movie? They pair him up with a cop. Uh, a cop is allowed to get away with anything, which is fucked up. But like writers even know this, okay? Like that's the easiest way for them to do this. Yeah. He's paired up with um this cop character whose whole career goes you know on the line because he's going to be breaking a lot of laws. Um, which again is not supposed to be something that's good quote mm-hmm. unquote but um since he's a cop he's allowed to do these things he can get away with them quite easily um in the public eye the only people he has to be afraid of are his fellow cops which it always doesn't matter in the end because in the end the only good cop is the cop that is breaking the rules and is applauded by every you know is applauded by then the audience and everyone in the film and yeah. then also his cop friends in the end are all like oh but i know you broke the law you did the wrong thing 
You're riding a thin line, but <laughs> damn it, you get the job done. The only good cop is a bad cop, essentially, is what they always write in these movies, which is, is fucked up that, yeah. like, the public eye and the opinion is uh, so reinforced by, well, they can do anything and it's, get away it with It is anything. basically plot armor. It is. Like, it's, 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 armor. it's cop armor. It is. I mean, <laughs> in, in its real life. So. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's no suspension of disbelief that you need there. No, not at all. <laughs> That's why it's why for to make to put an example from this movie, um, Miles always gets away with his gets away, quote unquote, with uh, uh, tagging. Um, but I do like how they kind of write that as more of a, uh, um, like his police antics uh-huh. <laughs> as also like parental. Yeah. Um, like. Um. Yeah, managing. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he, he's a parent figure, and he's like, "Yo, but like, you gotta stop. Uh, I don't, I don't want you to be vandalizing." Right. What I mean though is like he's he he never gets arrested because like the because Jeff chooses to make it a, a parenting moment yes. rather than a uh, a, than cop a cop moment. moment. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Which that's a weird kind of opposite. But still, it's the main character being protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the cops. Being protected by law enforcement because writers so choose. I am interested to see and like I if you if you've read any of the Miles Morales comics, let us know if it like if they bring this up. I would imagine they must at some point, but um I I'm interested to see if that gets brought up in the second movie. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, considering this came out in twenty eighteen, I mean or, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, this came out in 2018, and the next one's supposed to come out in 2020. Um, a lot has happened. Yeah. So that every single time I see a children's movie with police, uh, it really always rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. But um, especially in a movie like this that actually uh did. I think they did uh, a good job of making all the characters, including the cop character, um, giving them a reason to be in this mm-hmm, story. Yeah. There's a you know they're they're all there for a reason. That none of it seemed unnecessary. It didn't seem unnecessary that his dad was a cop. No, yeah, like there was. And that's again like a, a praise generally of this whole movie is that they they do use every shot and moment that they can to tell something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it will be really interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. In the next film. Mm-hmm. They are, I will say also that um they he did not break any rules um or uh. Uh, dad cop. Oh yeah, Jeff. Yeah, did not. Uh, or I guess the audience wasn't given any proof that he ever broke protocol. Yeah, I'll yeah. say so. And I, which is, which is, I it was, I guess it was a Berenstein moment. But I thought that in the moment where he finds Aaron and Miles standing over, him, I thought he lets Spider Man go. Oh not no, not so. Miles escapes. Yeah, and then he does, you know, put a call out on Spider Man. Um, and then in the very end scene, uh. It just kind of seems like, I don't know, the, you know, the police do what they do and yeah. they're like, eh, forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> we got the guy. We got the guy who cares. 
Um, and that was not, you're not led to believe that that is a Jeff the cop moment. Yeah. Or decision that is, you know, backed up by everybody. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see, like, I like with, with things that become series, right? Like mm -hmm. the first one, cause you don't know you're getting a series, like you have to like sort of prove you have to justify why you should get more movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you can, you get more license to say what you want with the subsequent ones. So mm -hmm. I, th I, my, my hopeful bet is that they will, they will, there will be more cop commentary, uh, in the second one. Yeah. Honestly, I think that'd be, I don't know. We'll see. It's yeah. obviously going to be, uh, well, industry thinks it's risky. Yeah. So, but this we'll one made a bunch of money. Yeah. So let's hope that let's hope capitalism wins. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. There's a sound bite Is there. It's an Avengers movie. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy. Mm. Um. Any other thoughts? I guess. What else do we have? Um. I think my before and after feelings are definitely the same. Love the movie. Still we died great. for the movie. Love the movie. Uh, did die for the did movie. Did die for the movie. Night. Yeah. Did, went, so. Man, we. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a that was the drunkest we've ever been for a drink compatible for sure. Definitely, definitely. So there's a reasons why we don't do shots. Shots. Now we've. Although that was really that fun. was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I did fucking love it though. That was good. <laughs> I'd do it uh, again. I would fucking do it again. Yeah. You know, I would, <laughs> that's not a good idea, but I would do it again. Yeah. If we find if the if the right movie and the right uh, moment sort of shows itself, uh, we we could do a shot of absinthe before uh, Moulin Rouge and then call that good. Ooh. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Putting a pin in that um, shot for every cough. Every cough. Yeah. They cough a lot. I've only seen. She's a... got tuberculosis. Oh, okay. So she coughs a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she coughs a bit sometimes. Um, but yeah, no. I, I. This was this was a, a good experience, especially because we have. Um, I mean, one. Have we seen it together? Actually, we must have. Dude, yeah. There's been so many times I know we've fallen asleep to this movie. Yeah, but it's the first time we stayed awake through it. As far as you know. As far as I know. Um, <laughs> It is. It is definitely. I think for both of us, a comfort film. Um, how was you're right? How is it not a comfort film? The the only two critiques we had are, propaganda and it's a, it's a, it's pretty fat phobic with yeah. relation to Peter B. Okay, Parker. let's yeah, let's let's uh, <laughs> make note of that. Okay, it's, I think we already did actually. I think we did again, in the middle bit, but like fat phobic. Don't, don't do not that. Cool. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Don't make fun of people's weight. Don't yeah. make fun of like anything like that. Yeah. Uh, don't. Try and put your own uh, personal biases. Yeah, reassess that. <laughs> uh, reassess them. Don't put them on other people. Yeah. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. That'll do, spider pig. That'll do, spider pig. <laughs> Peter Porker. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so good. I never Great. fucking knew. <sighs> Malane. I gotta go clean something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to. Uh, a non-traditional episode, but like I, th I feel pretty good about this one. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And my God, if you haven't seen this movie yet, watch this movie. Watch this fucking movie, Jesus! Please, you will be doing <laughs> yourself such a favor. Mm -hmm. This is, is a life-changing movie. It is worth 
a purchase, I would say. Oh, absolutely. I bought it. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought it. I have the art book for it. Buy that. Um, it's a really cool art book. We were looking through oh that last God, night. <laughs> this movie is going to change the whole industry. I think so. Yeah. It already started. Um, so, yeah. Be prepared for the future in this one. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah. Thank you for joining us. I'm Sammy. And I'm Kelsey. And this is Drink Compatible. See you next time for The Prodigy. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Bye.